gorgeous souls. Welcome to the Soul Aligned Living podcast. I'm so excited to connect with you all. So go make yourself comfortable and settle in for some deep soul talk, high vibes and a good dose of laughter. So this is a sacred place that I've created where we're going to be talking about all things related to feminine leadership, spiritual entrepreneurship, money, energetics and soul purpose. My name's Alara Dawn and I'm a coach for feminine spiritual entrepreneurs who desire to expand to the next level of freedom, wealth, joy and pleasure. I help women take back their power, rewrite their stories and create soul-aligned lives and businesses. You can come and join me in the Awakened Feminine Soulpreneur group on Facebook that's free and I'd love to welcome you there. Or you can connect with me on Instagram, which is Pure Light Alara. You can also check out all the regular free, powerful, energetic activations and courses on my site, www.purelight1111.com. So let's get started with today's episode. Welcome, everybody. I'm excited for another amazing guest to join me this week. So I have Scott Robinson, and he is the founder of Yogi Banker. He is the head of regulatory policy UK at Deutsche Bank in London, and he's a trained lawyer and corporate wellness expert. We met first in 2013 in Sardinia Yoga many, many moons ago before both of us have stepped into a bit more purpose. And um, I'm so excited to have him back on here and share his journey and how he's adventures through his inner work he's now brought into the workplace. And we've got lots to learn here. So welcome, Scott. Thanks so much, Olivia. It's a pleasure to be here. I'd love to hear a bit more. Tell me. Give us some background, because you were doing quite a lot uh, of your kind of like inner healing, really, of your health and your mental well-being and mm-hmm. yoga when I met you then, and so much has shifted. Yeah, so when we first met, I was just working through some, I guess you call it stuff, and, and with various therapists at the time, and um, just at that time, I started to become interested in yoga, and but actually, the most interesting thing about, um, I guess, my work is that although I have a brand and a company called Yogi Banker, what really what drew me to well-being was things like Reiki, acupuncture, um, things that worked on the more energetic, subtle level um, than than yoga. Although yoga, yoga obviously works on the energetic body too, but it was that more that sense of greater connection, that that idea that um, when we're thinking about uh, well, well-being, it's much more than the physical body. Completely. And so when I became interested in Reiki and meditation, you know, my eyes lit up to this completely different way of thinking and, and looking at the body and healing generally. And it was really interesting because, you know, here I was working some of the biggest law firms and banks in the world, yet I was getting exposed to all this really kind of holistic and um, um Orthodox teachings from from some of the leading spiritual masters, uh, particularly from India and then in the East. So, you know, at the same time too, I was working full time in the city. So I had these two two different sides of myself, which I've managed to integrate. Mm. And now I think um, I'm at the point where I can start really bringing some of these teachings to to my colleagues, who so are quite open to these teachings, which I must say. And that's great. And I think that's one of the things I found myself. I think it was 2015 when I stepped into a role at Bank America. And by which point I'd gone through a huge shift and journey from, I think, 2008 to about 2013, both inner and then retraining in more of the clinical stuff. 
And it was really at that point that all of this, more of my energetic spiritual side was banging on the door to come out the closet because I wasn't owning all of those parts of myself. And it becomes quite hard, as you say, to live this almost double life. And I decided Mm. from 2015 that, you know, if I was to show up in the world, even if I'm sat on the sales and trading floor as I was, I had to allow all of myself to be shown, meaning, you Mm. know, integrate those parts of me because they were gifts that I had because I'd had a near-death experience age two. They weren't something that I'd like learned in a classroom. They were part mm. of the core of who I was, how my personality was developed, my perception of the world. So it holds a lot of energy as in like it's a drain. It's a heavy weight when we can't be ourselves in an environment. Mm. And I actually believe that that leads to both mental health issues, but also physical illness because we are holding onto or holding back our true essence, our life force energy. Mm. And that in itself creates the energy blocks that then create all manners mm. of things that uh, try and knock on the door to remind us to stop doing that. No, it's it's really what important to bring yourself to work. And, and yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. We were talking about this at work about being being who we are, and I think that's why I've always, you know, as much as I'm a little bit different from my colleagues, I don't hide away from that fact. And 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 actually, the opposite it actually attracts people to come and try some of these experiences by being here yourself, who you are. And once you retrained in the yoga, how was it you kind of mm. broached the topic with Deutsche to allow you to, because I remember you started teaching initially, didn't you, before you raised your, your platform? Yeah, so the teaching at Deutsche has been very interesting. So initially when I did my training in 2017, I came back and then asked if I could teach on site. They said they already had service provider through Nuffield and I wasn't able to and you know so then I hired a space um, off-site and brought my colleagues there um, that started to gain some momentum and then you know middle of 2019 about the time of the bank's latest restructuring they said we'd like to offer or provide an opportunity for you and another colleague who's also expressed an interest in teaching yoga to do the classes um on site and here's the space for you and, and, and please go ahead and then you know we arranged that with the bank's charity so any proceeds we received from the classes would, would go and support the bank's charities and then that became a if I may say a huge success because then COVID hit and then we all went online like every other yoga teacher and then you know we were providing services to 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 the rest of the bank through yoga and helping support their well-being and also mindfulness too so so it's been quite coincidental that we've had a major kind of um, shift in consciousness and what's happened in, in the, uh, during the pandemic and since that we've been able to offer these services to 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 the staff and it's been very very well received and you know I'm so brings me so much joy that I've been able to offer yoga and also mindfulness to to people who otherwise would never ever step forward in a yoga studio or try had a mindfulness class. Because there's so much interest and demand, I think, but for a lot of people, they just don't know where to go. They're not going to walk into a yoga studio because the average yoga studio is quite, um, I think you need to be ready for the experience of walking to the average yoga studio. Um, I guess you could do yoga at the gym, but I think it's, it's all about really creating that bridge between um, the outside world and the inside world so people feel comfortable. and. Having 
offering classes online has been a real benefit so people feel comfortable and secure in their own surroundings. And I've, I've learned that, you know, that um, there's a real demand for this and it's, it's very in inspiring that I've been able to offer these classes to, to my colleagues. And I mean, it's a great gift that you've been able to be that bridge because one of the things we talked about was, you know, within the finance industry, we have our own jargon, we've got our own inner circle because mm. we've all got an experience of what it's like to be in that environment. Both of us have been on the sales and trading mm. floor. We understand that, you know, deadlines and high-risk environments tend to take more priority than looking after your own basic needs often just by default of our dedication and our focus often. So having somebody that is stepping back and going, you know what, I've learned all these new amazing tools, they're really benefiting me, and actually here's some new tools for your toolkit to help you in your day-to-day, -day. the fact that you're in that inner circle and they trust you because you understand the stresses, mm. you, you know, you're part of it, also I feel means that that level of trust is there more than, as you say, popping off to the local mm. You know, yoga is so diverse. You can have a very fitness-based yeah. yoga or the polarity, which is deeply into, you know, ancient history and wisdom. Um, and it is very mm. much about finding the most aligned teacher. And I, I experience that as well in anything. You know, there are sometimes you find the most amazing mm. teacher and you constantly want to go to their class because it's an energy. You want to be in that space. You know that it's held. You feel safe. They understand you. And that's where you're going to allow yourself the most opportunity to get the medicine you need in that that time, which is really special because a lot of people just don't even realise that it's something they need or that it's possible to feel better in such a short amount of time. Yeah, it, it can happen almost, as any saying this today, it's almost spontaneously how much yeah. your moods can shift just by the effect of someone else's energy, yeah. Totally. And if I look back at, um, you know, obviously being somebody that is highly energy aware, sensitive, I had to create my own toolkit to be able to be in that environment where I would, you know, reset mm. my energy. And between my client meetings, I would clear my energy so that I was coming in from a really grounded, solid perspective and people rec receiving that energy rather than rushing between meetings, a conversation here the commute, all this stuff we carry with us. And we don't know that actually mm. that's affecting how we feel, our nervous system, how grounded we are. Mm. But also it's how other people receive you. So, you know, I was client facing. So I was always very conscious about the energy of that interaction. And that's exactly the same in a yoga experience or a one-to-one -one therapeutic experience. And I feel mm. that as people have been through this really you know, changeable period over the pandemic and often not having exposure to other people, suddenly going back into offices after just being maybe surrounded by your family and your home, people are much more energy sensitive, much more aware of how the environment feels and also how it could be overstimulating, whether it's by light, by the amount of people that are there. Um, and I feel that that's something that is almost another level of the evolution of the workplace wellness that might be a consideration mm. given that many are going back into the offices. How else do we support kind of the changing needs of the workplace? And um, mm. I had the mm. neurodiverse teacher on my podcast a week ago. And neurodiversity, I feel, is like 
not a unique situation. I think that actually we're moving into the, the mm. period of all of us being to a degree neurodiverse, diverse in our needs, diverse in our um, needs to be able to have time to step back and regulate ourselves and less of this force push hustle environment, which is actually the burnout, mm. not feeling very grounded. And that is mm. kind of contributing to people making choices maybe to leave corporate environment as well, because yeah. they just cannot handle the intensity of going from working at home to suddenly full speed, everybody in your space again. It's, it's, you know, there's, I feel that there's, this is it's the also next the commute as well. Yeah. Yes. Just the commute I and mean, then traveling on London transport at times can be challenging. Is that that suddenly I only reflected upon that yesterday, you know, just going to the office and then having to face a packed Jubilee line. I was like, okay, this is back to the office. And that's, that's a different energy from working from home. So it's kind of like, it, it's kind of juggling those two, even though it's nice to have a balance of both. It's nice to see colleagues. Let's, let's, let's face it. If mm. you get on well with your colleagues, there's a certain energetic exchange that goes on there. But it, it's that, that shifting of energies between home and the office and how do you best support the two. Yeah. Um, we need to work all that out. Yeah. And I think yeah. that was one of the big things when I first launched my business in 2017, because it was a side hustle. And because I was, I was the existential guinea pig, I was going through these experiences. So I figured out that by the time I left my house in the morning, I'd interacted with the energy of about 200 other people. So I had to reset my energy mm. just to then come into the workplace so that I would not be as almost energetically charged by everything that had gone on. So I could then put myself into the kind of work mode and focus. And as I launched my business and realized very quickly, thousands of people coming to me into my communities that had exactly the same scenario going on. I'm like, this isn't unique. And my toolkit actually that I created was something that, you know, these were six minute resets that I could go off to the ladies room and clear my energy. And that meant that I could not have this anxiety feeling, which actually most people would like probably get drugged up to try and chill themselves out. That energy was other people's energy in my field that I'd picked up from my commute, brought into the office, and that was affecting my nervous system. And it's like, well, I can clear that in six minutes and I'm back to me and I'm ready and present now. And I'm somebody that is wow. a bit of an extrovert. I like being around people, but I also have that introvert side where I need to step back, clear my energy, have my space to integrate. It's this kind of dance between the masculine and feminine energies. And we talked a bit about that um, awareness of there even being all of us hold masculine and feminine energies. And you've yeah. really, you mentioned this earlier. What's your kind of experience of your own integration and balance of your own masculine and feminine in a very male dominated and quite masculine environment? You know, the banks are like that. They're changing, but. Yeah, I've kind of. <clears throat> It's funny, you know, I, I just kind of think about this yesterday. I've never had an issue with bringing my full self to work um, and never been, I don't shy away from the fact that, you know, I do yoga and I promote myself online doing yoga and I promote myself online doing yoga in a suit, you know, kind of like people are like, are you crazy? Like, <laughs> But I, I guess I'm, I'm self-aware in the sense that I don't care what people think. I, I'm trying to inspire others to kind of do the same. And the, some of the feedback I get, and I see your photos of yoga in a suit in, in central London, and I feel inspired. That's the that's the whole idea. That's the intention behind that. Um, 
So, so for me, um, I've never had a problem integrating the two. At the same time, I can talk the language of finance like you. I can easily switch talking the language of finance and I almost have that kind of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde kind of like I can talk about complex <laughs> derivatives and the next minute I can teach a yoga class. Just, that's just, that's just probably hardwired into my, my, my being. Um, yeah, I'm so just bring, bring, I, I think, I think interesting enough, actually, I kind of sensed, I've kind of sensed in a very subtle level that there's been a sh- sh- shift in people's respect for me because I'm not trying to hide myself. And so when I deal with people um, professionally, I just get a different energetic sense in terms of, you know, Scotty is professional, but we know he does yoga. And 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 I, I think they see the full side to me, so I, I get there's a better exchange in terms of our interactions. And we feel what it's like to be in the interaction and space of somebody that is being themselves. Mm. And it feels good. Yeah. It feels inspiring. It feels like there's a real, you know, it's a good connection. When somebody is mm. like putting the suit on and that means I've got my work hat and now I'm this, mm. you know, it's masked and it doesn't feel yeah. good to be in that space. And I feel that as people are becoming more in tune with their intuition, because this stuff's there, but half the mm. time they don't trust it. People are now beginning mm. to go, you know what? I want to be around these types of people because it feels good to mm. be in this space. Mm. And if we can imagine yeah. any time that we hear keynote speakers and all of this, kind of, I'm going into like public speaking at the moment. And one of the key things that, you know, my guidance teams were saying is it's like, ultimately, it's how do you make them feel? That's what they're going to remember. Mm. It's that energetic transmission of someone being all of themselves unapologetically is a real spark for others because I think a lot Mm -hmm. of these environments have almost been like we move from educational system where we're controlled with our behaviors and, you know, we're we're kind of taught there's a certain way of being that's acceptable. Then we go into these corporate Mm. environments that have lineages that, again, there's all these unsaid rules. And it's not Mm. that there aren't boundaries and rules, but the culture, how can we embrace people's uniqueness in a, Mm. you know, respectful way with kindness, with curiosity, and actually, how could that mean that more people activating that kind of inner spark they have? I mean, I'm somebody that literally I can channel an idea. I'm literally outside of the box thinking because I'm allowing myself to be myself. People mm. that have that ability, they're the ones that are going to be the change makers, the ones that are going to be bringing the unique edge to your offering, whether that's in a bank or, yeah. you know, any other environment. If we encourage that, which actually means we give them the space to do that as well. That's going to be how we evolve these cultures and make it attractive, make it long-term attractive to be in these environments. Because the longer that you feel that you're stuck in a little box with a a cork in your head that you've got to pretend to be something you're not. I mean, people are just like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not available for it. The cost is too high. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I think, now you're seeing obviously the big drive towards diversity and inclusion and, you know, promotion of, you know, um, just feeling, you know, obviously, uh, uh, gay and lesbian rights. And we, we just had Black History Month at the, at the bank and like, it just feels more inclusive. And, and I, I really, I really embrace that because mm. you can't ignore the, the connection between, um, how people feel. Um, 
and and how people actually are so far as if someone's a person of colour and they don't feel welcome in an organisation, then that's going to affect the well-being of them and it's going to affect the well-being of the organisation because it's going to feel very fragmented. So to me it's a natural synergy. Mm. Yeah, and it's like recognising that we need lots of different tribe members to create a really Mm. powerful tribe. We all bring a different Mm. viewpoint, a different lens, and it's not about, Mm. you know, hierarchy so much anymore. It's actually about this equality. What's the power of us keeping united? Um, Because actually Mm. in changing times, you want a really strong, stable, united force that know that they're supported. Mm. And given there's Mm. going to be further change going on in the next couple of years, um, that's how you retain people. Mm. Because they feel that you're allowed to you know, show up as all of yourself, including some of the humanness. You know, we all have life events. But when we put mm. the support network in with that, you're going to stick with the tribe that supports you than the one that ostracizes you. And how have you seen this in the workplace kind of wellness um, programs that you have at Deutsche? Because it sounds like they're quite leading edge. Yeah, so um, I can speak personally in terms of some of the initiatives I'm involved in. So um, I'm... Uh, I guess a co-lead, if you describe it that way, for um, one of the pillars called Balance at Work within People Strategy in the CFO division. And that's just one of um, four, four pillars, I think. We've got Beyond Work, so sort of trying to encourage more social activity um, within the organisation, as you said, bringing people back into the office and how do they mm-hmm. be back in the office. Um Develop at work, which is trying to improve people's general knowledge of learning and development, um, topics which are related to finance, but also topics which are just of, of general interest. Um, and then you're seeing United work, which is kind of more about diversity and inclusion and then balance at work. So, and now I'm, I'm seeing all those initiatives together and these are all people led. Um, and it's very interesting because I think a lot of people kind of, um, wouldn't necessarily think things like, you know, um, United work relate to people but the more I see the events that have been put on I mean I, I'm just like really really impressed things like sort of unconscious bias training mm. obviously Black History Month you know new, celebrating neurodiversity um, all these things and it's like yeah it really affects us on a day-to-day level which we otherwise wouldn't be aware of um, and so Deutsch is you know, starting its journey like everyone else on the well-being um, front but it's I think it's it's certainly stepping forward in the right direction um, and also encourages people on a grassroots level to contribute. You know, everything is volunteer-led at this point. We do have a wellbeing specialist, but the work I'm doing is, is, is voluntary in terms of leading these initiatives. And the energy and the effort that people are putting in, it's, it's, it's quite remarkable. Um, and, the, you know, the participation rates are increasing. We're getting senior management involved enjoying participating it's kind of a, a break from their own day-to-day uh, work um so yeah i think i think you know there's still more work to be done but it feels really positive right now sounds really exciting how much like pioneering change has happened even in a really short amount of time and how as yeah. you say it's literally from all levels it's not just this is offered to mid-level this is like everybody getting involved because we're all human we all have wider range of needs and community as part of that but if we add all of these awareness things i think the unconscious bias thing is so powerful because often people have not done any therapy or inner work so they don't really know 
what their unconscious pieces are. And that is really a, a next level thing, I feel, for workplace and culture yeah. development. Because if we start helping people um, understand themselves better, they will then recognize, mm. you know, how they show up, how they manage, how they lead really is mm. influenced by that. And that's really moving into conscious yeah. leadership and all of these powerful initiatives mm. that I'm kind of working with, with um, clients at the moment. So how could people connect with you, um, whether it's for public speaking or for your expertise? Yeah, so obviously I work full-time at Deutsche, but I offer um, group and uh, private yoga classes um, in person and online. Um, they can find me on my website, uh, yogibanker.com, or I'm on social media at yogibanker, um, or they can email me at scott at yogibanker.com. very happy to talk. Um, about this subject, I'm very passionate about that, um, and also obviously yoga and, and well-being services. Thank you so much, and I will list all of this in the details as well. And yeah, excited to maybe have you back on in a year's time, and let's let's look at the evolution and how um, all these yeah. amazing changes yeah. have helped more people. So thank you so much. Absolutely. It's been a Love pleasure. To. Thanks, Alira. Thank you for listening today, gorgeous souls. And if you're enjoying the Soul Line Living podcast, I'd be so grateful if you would give it a review. That would be absolutely amazing. Thank you to you all and look forward to sharing the next episode with you very soon. Take care. Bye-bye.